Amen. Welcome to church. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's just give Jesus a clap offering in this place. Thank you, Jesus. You guys enjoying your summer? Amen. This is June. Amen. God's doing a great work in this house. Uh, we are a new church. We're called Impact Church. Our vision is to impact you with the love of Jesus so that you can impact somebody else. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to make world shakers out of you in this place. Amen. Awesome. Well, next week, we're starting a new message series. Today, we are finishing a message series called 30 Days of Symphony. And next week, we're starting a new message series called The Generous Culture. Say that with me. The Generous Culture. One more time. The Generous Culture. See, the kingdom of God is a culture of generosity. Say that with me, a culture of generosity. The kingdom of God is a culture of generosity. I believe that in the month of July, there are going to be blessings that you've never seen in your lives before. I believe that God's going to bless you financially. Because how many people know that when Jesus saved you, when Jesus broke the curse, he broke the curse of disease. Amen. He broke the curse of diseases and all kinds of stuff, but he also broke the curse of poverty. He bled in so many places. One of the places, they, they nailed him in his hands so that you can have the fruit of your hands blessed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And so you've entered into a culture of generosity. You can be blessed. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you are blessed to be a blessing. One more time, you're blessed to be a blessing. So week number one, we're going to talk about a message called, It's All About the Heart. It's all about the heart. Say that with me. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. Giving is really about the heart. It's not even about the money. It's not about the material things. It's about the heart. Amen. Because <laughs> where your treasure is, your heart is there also. And so when God is telling us to give, he's not really looking for our stuff. He's dealing with our heart. He's dealing with a culture of selfishness. Amen. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Before I even go to number two, this is not going to be a message series where the pastor stands here and whines you all, <laughs> whines you all month to, to be giving and work you out. Amen. Come on, somebody. We don't believe in that in this place, but we are releasing a generous culture. This is not going to be me trying to make you feel guilty for, for giving or not giving or giving enough. This, it's not going to be none of that stuff. Can I just say that? Amen. Because somebody's like, okay, where are, we, where are we going with this? Where are we going? No, we, we want to get you blessed in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. The week number two, we're going to speak on the principle of first. Somebody say, well, that, say that with me. The principle of first. When you understand this principle, it's actually originated from the Jewish culture. It's originated by God himself. And the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all the way to David and Jesse and the whole Solomon, all the way to Jesus, they operated under the principle first. When you understand this principle, you're going to unlock the gates of heaven. Amen. So that's Sunday number two. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't miss Sunday number two. Then Sunday number three, we're going to talk about breaking the mammon spirit. 
The spirit of greed, the spirit of money, it's actually a spirit. And some of us were introduced in this because of how we were raised. I was introduced in it. I grew up in a very poor nation. And so it was all about what I, I'm just going to, I got to get what I can get. I just, I just, and, and that thing was broken in the name of Jesus. We're going to break the mammon spirit that's over families in Jesus' name. And week number four, we're going to talk about the principle of multiplication. The principle of multiplication. I'll just leave that one alone. And then number five, we're going to talk about living God's dream. Somebody say, living God's dream. Did you know that God has a dream? And do you know that we get to be a part of that dream? How cool is that? I get to be a part of God's dream. I'm a part of the man, not the man, the God. I was going to say the big man. I'm a part of the man, the God who, I said it again. I'm a part of the God <laughs> who put the gold in the earth. Come on, somebody. I get to share a dream with the God who created the Grand Canyons and, and the Niagara Falls and, and the Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe and, and Zambia. I'm a part of this God who put diamonds in Liberia and put oil in Nigeria. I'm a part of this God who put all this stuff on the earth. I'm a part of him and I get to live his dream. Oh, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I get to live a part of his dream, which means we can build hospitals. Which means we can be solution to some of the issues in the world. We can feed orphans. Which means the day you were born is a blessed day because another orphan doesn't have to stay hungry another day. Come on somebody. Amen. Which means we can write curriculums and in education. We can start businesses in the name of Jesus. We're going to release a millionaire anointing in this place. Come on somebody say hallelujah. Now I'm not out of the spirit. Somebody's like ah. No, no, no. How many people know if, if Christians have millions of dollars that good things are going to happen? How many people know we need to transfer money from the hands of wicked people? We don't need another casino. Amen. And transfer that to the hands of faithful believers. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. We get to live God's dream. Amen. That's the month of July. Now let's finish the message series today. I wish I could be preaching to next Sunday's message today. I got, all, I got myself all excited. But listen, I got good stuff for you today. Amen. Somebody say 30 days of symphony. The reason we're doing this today is God never releases his best until everything is in order. If you check through the Bible, before God created Adam, he created other things first. On the first day, which is Sunday. Somebody say Sunday. On Sunday, he said, let there be light. On Monday, he separated what he created, the earth from the waters. And on Tuesday, he created the plants. Amen. And on Wednesday, what did he create on Wednesday? Somebody, any Bible people here. He created the sun and the solar system. And on Thursday, he created the fish and everything that draws in the water and the sharks. And on Friday, he created animals and you. That's why people love Friday. Thank God it's Friday. You were created on Friday. Amen. No, no, no. You love Friday because you don't want to go to work. The reason you don't want to go to work is because you may not be functioning in your purpose. Because when you're functioning in your purpose, it never feels like work. Oh, somebody will get that next week. I'm in my purpose. I'm in my purpose. And so I, I look forward to getting up. Come on, somebody. This is not good news. This is not bad news. This is good news. Amen. In the month of July, we're going to be dealing with this. And then on the seventh day, he rested. Somebody say rested. I'm going in a direction that I didn't even prepare today, but I'm just going to ride the floor. Can I do that? Somebody shot seven. He rested on the seventh day. The number seven 
in the Hebrew is called Shabbat. Somebody say Shabbat. God entered into Shabbat. The only reason God could enter into Shabbat, the only reason God could enter into rest is because everything he had created on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was functioning by itself. It was blessed to function by itself. Then he could enter into rest. He's been in that rest till this day. He's never come out. You know why? Because you got the, you've, you've got the driver's seat now and he's expecting you to do the job. So he entered into rest. Let me just say this. People of God, I release the spirit of Shabbat over you in Jesus' name. Enter into the rest of God. Enter into the rest of God. You know why you can enter into the rest of God? Because you know that daddy God has got it under control. Come on, he's got it under control. What are you going through? What are the pressures that you're going through? You can go to bed like a little baby. I curse that spirit of insomnia in the name of Jesus. No worry, no depression. You can go to sleep like a little baby. You know why? Because God is in the building. Daddy is back home. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Hallelujah. Well, let's get to the word of God. Let's get to the word of God. Let's finish our message series today. 30 days of symphony. One more time. 30 days of symphony. Today I'm dealing with a unique topic called I just play the triangle. I just play the triangle. I just play the triangle. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Release the spirit of agreement in this place. The kind of agreement that unlocks blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's read the Bible. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians 12, 15. 1 Corinthians 12, 15. And I want the scripture to be projected on the screen because we're going to read together. 1 Corinthians 12, 15. 1 Corinthians 12, 15. Do you have it? We don't have it on the screen yet, but I'm going to read anyway because I want to save time. One, two, three, go. Let's read together. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not in the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. If the whole body was an eye, where would, the, where would be the, the hearing? No scripture yet. Here we go. If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of the time, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would be the body? When you get the scripture, just feel free to put it up. We'll take it from there. Amen. 30 days of agreement. One more time. 30 days of agreement. I just play the triangle. I went to a, an orchestra, my first orchestra when I came into this nation when I was about 20 years old. And when I went there, I met this brother. I was just kind of hanging out. I'm a, I, I love to be friendly. And when I go to places... I just take my liberty. I hang out in the green room. I just, because God is my daddy, right? I, I'm one of those guys when I go to a show, you find me in the green room, like, drinking coffee. And like, do you have a pass? I'm like, yeah, I got a pass. God is my daddy. I'm just kind of wired that way. So I was hanging out with these guys in the green room, and there was a brother in there, big muscles, tall guy, you know, nice haircut, you know, the rest of the people on the orchestra were older, 
you know, just kind of older and, 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 you know, just older. This guy was just really young. And he's right there. And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing, man? I was like, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. You play the drums, right? And he's like, no, 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 I don't. I'm like, okay, because I'm thinking big guys, a brother. You know, I'm like, this guy's on the orchestra. You know, he's not, he's not playing a violin. He's not playing cello. He's just, this is the big dude. I'm like, come on, man, you play the drums. He's like, nah, nah, man, guess again. I'm like, okay, you play the bass. He's like, no, man, I don't play the bass. I'm like, huh, okay. I'm like, dude, okay, you play the trombone. Trombone, big guy. You're the trombone guy. He's like, nah, man, I don't. I'm like, okay, what else is a big instrument? Okay, man, you play the, you play the tuba. Tuba, man. He's like, no, 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 man, I don't. Then I start going to the other instruments. I'm like, you play the violin? He's like, no, no, no piano? No, no. So what do you play, man? And then he looks at me and he says, I just play the triangle. And I look at him, I'm like, dude, seriously? All that hair product in your hair, right, for the triangle. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at his muscles. I'm like, all those muscles for the triangle. Seriously. And you know when somebody says something and you don't want to, you're really surprised, but you don't want to look like you're surprised. I'm like, yeah, triangle, you know, like trigonometry, you know, algebra, triangle is cool. I'm trying to find something positive to say to this guy. He can tell. He can tell on my face. And then he asked me, literally, I'm embarrassed. He asked me, why, why did you think I play the bass? And I was not going to lie to him. I said, man, you're a big dude. You're a big dude. Everybody here is kind of older. You're a big dude. Your brother got good, you know, a nice haircut. you big dude. That's what I thought. And then he asked me, he says, what, a triangle is not good enough? Oh, man. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was like, man, triangle is good. You know, triangles. You know, I'm trying to find something positive. Just a triangle. You know, like triangle. Yeah, like three sides of triangle. Triangle. I love triangle. We have triangles in Africa. And he's looking at me like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm embarrassed. I get out of that place and I'm, I'm just sitting to watch the show. For the first time in my life, I've never paid attention to the triangle that much. And that big dude was hammering away on that triangle. He was, just, just, he was passionate with that triangle. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, just play the triangle. At the end of this concert, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want, I didn't want the guy to see me. I'm just kind of, you know, I want to greet people and all that. I'm like, ah, so I'm watching him and I'm trying to avoid the guy and go to other places. And then he finds me. He literally taps me on the shoulder and he finds me. And he introduces me to the guy who runs the entire operation. And the guy who runs the entire operation happens to be his father. And I'm like, okay, okay. This guy knows something I don't know. His father runs the entire operation. They are successful. They are rich. They are prosperous. They are wealthy. But that dude is over there playing the triangle. If my daddy run that operation, man, I'll, I'll be playing those drums. I'll be singing. I'll be doing something. And I was like, this guy knows something that I don't know. I want you to know for a symphony to happen, everybody has to be in their position no matter how big or small. Come on, I want to say that again. For agreement to happen, for that orchestra to work, everybody has to be committed to their position. I don't care how big it is or how small it is. You've got to be in your position. You've got to take responsibility of your position. 
tell, turn to your neighbor, tell them, take position. Come on, tell them, take position. The reason there's chaos in the house of God, the reason there's chaos in families, the reason marriages are breaking down, the reason companies are going down is because people are not willing to humble themselves and just serve the place where God's placed them. I want you to know that your victory and your success is dependent on you serving that place where God has put you in this season. Promotion comes when you faithfully serve what God's given you to do in the season. Oh, hallelujah. God would not even let the children of Israel out of the wilderness because they had not learned the lessons that they needed to learn. You cannot take a shortcut in God. Let me tell you this. You want promotion, you've got to serve. Serve in your position. You're looking at your pastor. You're looking at a man here who has served in the house of God. I have done anything you can ever imagine in the house of God. I have cleaned toilets. I have carried Bibles for preachers. I still do to this day. When my bishop travels and preaches around, I jump on a plane and I, I go with the man of God. I carry his Bibles. And listen, nobody can carry a Bible better than I do. Come on. I, I, I carry that thing. I'm a short guy, man. I'm five foot seven. But listen, I'll fight. I'll bite somebody. I'll, I'll bite somebody. You try to mess with my bishop, I'll punch. I'll bite. I'll protect that man of God. One day my bishop asked me for fun. He's like, man, you're, you're helping me on this trip. What would happen if somebody would jump at me? I said, bishop, bishop, there are two people I'll protect in this life. My wife, I, I, I'll protect that woman over anything. I said, in the man of God, I said, bishop, I'm African, man. I'll, I'll jump, I'll bite, man. I'll do black mamba on them people, man. I'll, I'll go crazy. You want the tiger? Do you want the lion? Do you want the squirrel? I'll jump on you. Come on, somebody. We've got to stop this thing where everybody just wants to do the big opportunity kind of jobs. Come on, somebody. There's nothing like this big positions. You've got to serve where God has placed you. We don't have agreement because everybody is trying to do what somebody else is doing. It's always grass greener on the other side. We've got to learn to celebrate what God's given us. Oh, come on. I saw that brother, big brother, man. He was banging away on that triangle, just, just banging that thing with a passion. He had soul. You've got to get excited about what God's given you. There's a culture where people always look for things that are happening somewhere else, just excited. Listen, the reason those people are successful is because they celebrate what God's doing among them. Come on, somebody. The reason they're doing what they're doing successfully is because they've learned to, uh, to be excited about what God's given them. I pray over you in the name of Jesus that you're not going to despise the things that God's given you. The blessings that God's given you. Because the success, the promotion is dependent on you honoring what God's given you. I want to share with you the story of Joshua. Joshua chapter 6. Somebody say Joshua chapter 6. It's an amazing story. Lewis, come on. Lewis is going to help me with an illustration. Hallelujah. Brad, come, come up. Help me out, Brad. Help me out. Whoa, look at that sword. Look at that thing right there. Come on. If you're going to clap, do it well. Come on. Come on. Brad, who else is going to help me? I'm always picking on the twins, so I'm, I'm going to leave you guys out today. Uh, no, come on, Jeremy. Yes, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Josh, come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on, let's celebrate them as, as they come up. Let's just celebrate them. Matt, help me out too. Matt, I need you. Matt, I need you. So here's Joshua chapter 6. I'm going to explain it to you, right? Somebody shout, Joshua chapter 6. 
I'm giving you a reference here. It's Joshua chapter 6, verse, where is my verse? Here we go, here we go. Now I'm in the right place. It's Joshua chapter 6, verse 8 to 11. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to make this movie here. Anybody ready to watch this movie? It's going to be an amazing movie. Here we go. Here are the things that Joshua was doing. For them to have victory, they had to be in agreement. And so Joshua said, we're going to bring, we're going to bring, the priests, and they're going to blow the trumpet. Somebody shout, trumpet. Trumpet. Who's going to be a priest here? Who's going to be a priest? Matt, you got, the, you got the beard that looks like a priest. So you're going to be the priest. I want to be careful here and not get in trouble with the musicians. Can we borrow a guitar? Can we do that? Whose guitar are we going to borrow? <laughs> Since you said that, get one's guitar. Come on. Get, <laughs> get one's guitar. All right, Matt. Get that, where's, where's, get that guitar, be careful though, be super careful. Somebody shout, priests. Joshua said the priests need to carry, there were seven priests, they need to carry the trumpet. So the bass guitar is going to be the trumpet today. Yeah, you can stand right there, brother. If you drop that thing, you and me are in trouble, okay? Just, just a little disclaimer. All right, bring the lights back down. Those, I can't see anything anymore, I'm blinded. I am blinded. All right. Somebody shout trumpets. And then he said, after that, he said, uh, bring somebody. Oh, you got, you got, oh, we're going to change it up. This is going to be the trumpet. You're going to be the trumpet guy. So keep that thing. Keep that thing with you. Trumpet guy. Here we go. Let me take this. Let me take this. You guys enjoying the movie so far? Somebody say yes. Because you are. <laughs> so this is going to be the trumpet guy. Somebody shout trumpet. So there was a trumpet guy, and then there was a group of guys that were supposed to carry the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. That's going to be the Ark of the Covenant, because it's music. And then he had some other guys who were supposed to carry weapons. This brother here. Man, look at that brother. He looked like he's in the movie. Now, you go behind Lewis. You go in front of Lewis, actually. Yeah, there we go. In front of Lewis. You go behind Lewis. Right there. <laughs> and you go behind Matt. Jeremy, you can sit down. You're out today. You can sit down. Appreciate him. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. He said, bring in front the trumpeters, the priests. And then he said, behind them. The Ark of the Covenant. And then he said, in front of the priest, put a guard who's armored, who's got a weapon. And then behind the Ark of the Covenant, put another guard who's got a weapon. We need to get you a weapon. You can stand. Okay. My phone. This, this is a weapon of mass destruction. My phone. Are you guys looking at this? Because of this, the walls of Jericho fall down. Because of their agreement, the walls of Jericho fall down. Here we go. The trumpeters were supposed to blow the trumpet. Blow that thing, brother. Woo! Okay, okay, man. He's got a lot of breath. Now, you guys are doing good so far because... The rest of the nation was supposed to shout after the blast. Supposed to shout after the blast. So we're going to practice. We're going to practice. Here we go. One, two, three, go. 
Somebody was slow, man. That wall would have never fallen because of that. Come on, somebody. Got to do it in agreement and with passion. Come on. He said, when the trumpets blow, when the trumpet blow, everybody shout. But behind the trumpeters, they needed to have the guy with the Ark of the Covenant. I'm going to take this cable out because I'm getting a little scared here. Here we go. So here's what happened, guys. And there's God's in front and behind. Day one, we're going to go around the entire nation of Jericho. It takes you, it takes, it's, it's a half a mile to go around the entire city of Jericho. So for us to have the victory that we need, day one, come on, let's go around the city of Jericho. This will be the city of Jericho. Let's go, brother. Let's go. Come on. We're all going to go around. Go back in position. Somebody shout day one. One more time. Somebody said day two. Go for it, brothers. Come on. Come on. You got you to gotta cheer them up. You got to celebrate them. Come on. Day three. Somebody shout it. Day three. Come on. Come on. Come on. Day four. Come on. Come on. Y'all can do better than that. Come on. Celebrate them. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, this one's got to be big. One more time. Don't blow yet. Don't blow yet. Stop there. Stop there. Stop right there. Now, on day seven, they were supposed to do that seven times. Now, they're walking half a mile. How many people have walked half a mile in here before? Now, how many people have walked half a mile this week? Don't, don't be lying now. Don't, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This week, you walked half a mile. How many people walked half a mile in the last month? Now, how many people walked half a mile each day this week? Every day. Wow. Guys, each one of them had a position and a responsibility. This guy's job was to blow the trumpet every day. This guy was to carry the presence of God. A God in front and a God behind. And those guys were supposed to do their job. Now, if this guy would have blown the trumpet and this guy refused to carry the ark, is there going to be victory? Now, if this guy was carrying the ark and this guy refuses to blow the trumpet, is there going to be victory? What if this guy says, today I don't want to walk. I got a girlfriend. I got a hot date. I'm watching Netflix and chilling and eating Doritos. I'm not walking today. What would happen? Victory? But if Brad here say, man, listen, I, I got a hot day too. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to be hanging out at the beach. I can't walk today. What would happen? Victory? Victory happened when each one of them did what they were supposed to do. And if this person would have thought, man, I want to be blowing the trumpet. And the trumpet guy is saying, I want to be carrying the ark. Would victory happen? And this is what we do in the house of God. We get tired. That's why the Bible says, don't get weary of doing the right thing. This is what we do in our marriages. It's what we do. The husband does not want to do the right thing. Gets tired of doing the right thing. And by the way, let me just give you examples of what these things represent. The trumpet represents vision. It represents the voice of God. Because the trumpets communicated what they were supposed to do. 
there's a blast that there would blast that was supposed to be for rejoicing. There was another blast that was supposed to tell you that it's time to fight the war. And there was another blast that was supposed to say it's time to be sad. The blast was vision. It was supposed to communicate direction. Every father in this house should be a priest over their home and communicate direction. If you're a father in this place, you need to take your family and lead them into prayer. You need to tell them, we're going to pray now. If you're a CEO, if you're a leader, you need to cast vision. There's not going to be agreement without vision. Now, this guy is carrying the Ark of the Covenant. He's carrying the presence of God. There's got to be some people that are setting the ambience and the atmosphere. They're doing the marketing. When you come into this building... Luana and their team, they, they do hospitality and they've got food. When you walk into this place, it looks great. Things are, things are all are well because even though there's somebody who's running and releasing vision, there are people who are setting the atmosphere. Come on, somebody. And if this guy, instead of setting the atmosphere, if he says, I, I don't want to want, be in the bathroom messing with the lotions and the soap. I, I want to be doing the vision. There's not going to be any agreement. He's got to do his part. Play that triangle. Play your triangle. Do your part. Serve God where God's placed you. And then this guy's got to do the vision. And then these guys, the gods, there was a God in front. A God protects. It's to put systems in place. Systems of growth. There was a God who was in front of the visionary. So you need some systems in place. We need some people who can put systems in place. Systems that help us grow. And then there was another God in the back. We need some systems that are the Behind the scenes kind of systems, administration, managing money and accounting, all that kind of stuff. Everybody needs to be in their position and nobody should despise what God has asked them to do. And you have to do it over and over and over and over for God to give you the victory. You've got to do it over and over so this is the seventh day, right? This is the seventh day. You guys got to do it seven times. One, two, three, go. Here we go. Shout one. You guys got to do it fast. You can, you can run if you want. Come on, somebody shout two. Now at the seventh time, after the trumpet blows, you've got to shout. Stand up, shout, stump your feet. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Come on, somebody shout with victory. Stand, stand. No, you can sit, you can sit. This is the place where wars fall down. This is the place where wars are broken down. What's happening in your family? What's, what's the division? Woman, just pray for that man. Just do your part. I promise you, just do your part. Just pray for that dude every day. I don't care how much alcohol he's consuming and I don't care what he's doing. I don't care. The just pray for him. Do your part. Do your part and do your part. This is the place where miracles happen. The sad thing for me as a pastor is that I can't convince some people to walk that long and to endure enough to the end to the place of their miracle. We give up. We walk once, it didn't happen. And then you want to change. You want to take a different place and different position. 
You've got to stay in your position. Just play. Just play your triangle. Just do your part, somebody. Come on, just do your part. Come on, just do your part. Just do your part. I'm going to make a few more points here and we're going to finish. Take responsibility for agreement. You have to take responsibility for agreement. And the other thing, it starts and ends with you. Agreement starts and ends with you. You do your part, brother. I don't care how small it is. It starts and ends with you. You do your part. You do your part. It starts and ends with you. I used to be in a season where I was just kind of miserable and I used to blame my wife for it. Been through there. I'm 10, year, 10 years anniversary. Thank you, Jesus. But I went through a season, I used to blame my wife. I'm not going to be happy until my wife changes this and changes that and changes this and changes that and changes that until God spoke, God spoke to me and said, Zenzo, agreement starts with you. You do your part and let me take care of her. See, what we do is, I'm going to do my part if you do your part. You cast me out, I'll cast you out. You mistreat me, I'll mistreat you. Talk about me, I'll talk about you right back. No, you do your part. You take your responsibility. You do your part and do it and do it again and do it and do it again because you're doing it unto the Lord, not people. There was a time I was driving with my family, with my wife. Back then, I was just kind of frustrated. Things were not working. And this guy in a Mack truck, he literally just came right in front of me. I had right of way, but he just came right in front of me. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, seriously, dude? And then I beeped at him. Beep, beep. This dude beeps at me back, just gonk, gonk. It's this big Mack truck. And I'm standing right there. I'm like, man, I'm not going to move today. I'm always moving out on people. I'm not moving today. Right back at me. Oink, oink. Like literally 10 minutes later, we're just like that. Oink, oink. And my wife is like, honey, seriously? Like seriously? People are driving behind, by us. And they're just like, seriously? Can you guys grow up? And I remember thinking, oh, oopsies, I forgot. I'm a man of God. I'm like, does anybody know me around here? Snap. Jeez. But that day I'm like, no, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm, I'm African, dude. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> that dude is just honking at me. Just honking. Get out of here. He's, he's, he's pointing number one at me, you know. Pointing number one at me. And I'm just like, I'm right there. And I remembered, oh, man, I'm a man of God. I got to get out of here. And I remember driving off. Very humbling, very humbling to drive off. And the dude is like, yeah, you punk, that's what I thought. Yeah, drive off, drive off. And I'm just driving, I'm like, Jesus, Jehovah. Oh, Jesus, this one, this one is for you. This is for the cross right here. Now I know how it felt on the cross, because this feels that way right here. This is being nailed on the cross. I drove away that day, and God told me, Zenzo, agreement starts with you. You do your part. You do what God told you to do. And you bring reconciliation. People of God, the church of Jesus is hurting. We slander each other. We dis I mean, go to church and find a bunch of people that know how to talk about each other. 
I declare this place is a gospel-free zone in the name of Jesus. Do you know why that's the case? Because you're going to take personal responsibility of agreement. I've had some people come to me. Hey man, I hear you're doing your own thing now. You left that church. And I say, yeah man. Listen, that's my bishop. And that's my pastor. And I love them. And I serve them to this day. Yeah, I know. I know. They are great. They are, they, they are awesome. I say, no, that's not what you were talking about. You need to learn to protect people. You need to learn to look people in the face while they're in the middle of gossiping. And you need to learn to stop them and protect another sister and protect another brother. Take responsibility. It starts and it ends with you. It starts and it ends with you. Stand up on your feet if you can. And here's where I want to end. I want to tell you eight things. I'm, I'm just going to read them. Remember, yet again, all my notes, I post them online. I post them online. So all the scripture references that I'm going to read for you now, you're going to be able to find them. Eight benefits of agreement. Number one, somebody shout blessing. I think we lost the screen. Somebody shout blessing. Psalms 133, there's a commanded blessing while as soon as agreement comes together. Number two, an anointing. Yet again, Psalms 133, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing oil flowing from the beard of the priest Aaron. It flows from the head to the ground. There's an overflow of an anointing of God when there's agreement. You go to churches where there are miracles, things are happening, it's because of the agreement they have. Number three, breakthrough. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you shall touch and agree about anything on earth, my Father in heaven will give it to you. You want quick answers to your prayer? Come in agreement with somebody. Number four, victory over temptation. Matthew 26, 40. Jesus says, can you just tarry and pray with me? I'm, I'm being tempted. He says, you need to get up and pray with me so that you're not tempted. When you come together in agreement and begin to pray with the brother, there's, we, there's no thing of brothers dying and struggling with pornography and all this crazy stuff that are happening there. Come in agreement with somebody. If you're struggling with something, come in agreement with somebody. Number five, Acts chapter 16, agreement produces deliverance. Paul and Silas begin to agree and they begin to worship together. There's an earthquake that comes. Chains are broken and it's not just the chains of the two people that are worshiping. Everybody else in the jail cell, their chains are broken because of two people who came in agreement. Number seven. Number six. Acts chapter two. They were together in one place in one accord. Suddenly. They were together in one place, in one accord. Suddenly, they were together in one place, in one accord. Suddenly, they were together in one place, in one accord. Suddenly, there's acceleration, exponential growth as soon as you come together in agreement. Any CEOs here, any business people, any ministry people, you want to see God move on your behalf, take responsibility for agreement. You do your part. I don't care how abusive that boss is. I don't care how they're mistreating you. I don't care what they're doing about you. You do your part. You honor that man. You honor that person. Come on, bring them donuts. Do something for them. You do your part and watch God bless you. Since they were together in one place and one accord. And suddenly something happened. Number seven, Colossians 4, 2 to 3, open doors. Number eight, 2 Thessalonians 3, the word of God has free access. 
the word of God has free access. The word of God has free access. Some of us are reading God's word. We're believing it. We don't get, we don't quite get a breakthrough. Come in agreement with somebody else. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the spirit of agreement that you're releasing in this house. God, we thank you for the blessing, for the anointing, for the breakthrough, for the victory of a temptation, for the deliverance, for the acceleration and the growth. We thank you for open doors and we thank you, God, for your word is going to have free.